Do you spend hours in your head thinking about something that happened, could have happened, or might happen? Do you ask others what to do so you don't make a mistake? Welcome to the Plain It Safe podcast. I am Dr. Z, your host. I am a clinical psychologist, an author, and a person that is super passionate about sharing with you science-based skills to overcome any type of fear-based struggles. Who doesn't experience fear? Who doesn't play it safe? In this show, we will discuss how fear-based reactions happen in day-to-day life, how playing it safe behaviors look like, sound like, and feel like, how you can put into action solid tips from behavior science to get unstuck from worries, fears, obsessions, and anxieties, and how you can start doing what works, what matters, and what you care about. Behavior science doesn't have to be boring. Thanks for listening, and let's get started. Today I want to chat about mindfulness. I think that we are living in a time of a mindfulness revolution. There is mindfulness here, mindfulness there, and mindfulness everywhere. The word mindfulness has become super popular. It's in scientific writings, self-help books, TV news, newspapers announce when politicians, Hollywood actors, or sports players practice it. And you can find hundreds of exercises in YouTube. Something must be going on with mindfulness, right? The answer is yes. The research on mindfulness has been exploding the last 30 years and its outcomes are unquestionable. I won't review the research on mindfulness because it's beyond the scope of this podcast and I don't want you to get bored with my geeky side. But all that I can say is that applying mindfulness to your life has benefits. So let me ask you a couple of questions. Are you fully present right now while listening to this podcast? Are you distracted with the background noise in your mind? Are you distracted with random thoughts showing up in your mind? Are you paying attention to the sounds from the street? Are you focused on each word I am saying while listening to my voice? The reality is that being present with the outside and the inside world is not easy, especially when we are having overwhelming emotions. And yet, we all can learn to pay attention intentionally and learn to be here right now. So when I think of mindfulness, I think of it as this ability to pay attention with intention or being aware of what's happening in a given moment, being aware of what's happening under our skin and in our surroundings. And it's also about being present with things as they are. It's about being present with our thoughts as they are, with our feelings as they are, with our sensations as they are, without criticizing, judging, or minimizing them. Now, very often when I am talking about mindfulness with my clients, I get a couple of questions and I want to share with you some of these questions and my answers. So one of the questions I hear a lot is, do you have to have a poker face or a puppy face when you're practicing mindfulness? So here's my response. Being mindful doesn't mean that you have to have a serious look by tensing your facial muscles, looking down and making sure you don't smile or even blink because you are afraid that you are not being mindful. 
practicing mindfulness is not about looking like the Dalai Lama. I remember a couple of years ago, a client of mine told me, Dr. Z, it's not me. I don't have it within me to be mindful. I don't have the sweet and peaceful face that the Dalai Lama has when he meditates. It's just not me. Have you had thoughts like that? You may or may not have a puppy face when you're being mindful. But learning to be mindful is not about forcing yourself to make sure you look peaceful, calm, or serene. Practicing mindfulness is a very individualized exercise. It's also an activity that, by its nature, shifts from moment to moment. Because every moment we are alive is different. No moment is the same as the one before. So, sometimes you may have a peaceful look. Over times, you may have a poker face. And you may have many other types of faces as well. There are not rules about having a mindful face. Another question I hear a lot is, is mindfulness an emotional vacuum? So, I think there are two popular misconceptions of mindfulness. Sometimes I hear comments like, I was so upset and then I used mindfulness and everything was fine. Or I also hear, I was so upset, I did mindfulness and it didn't work. Incorporating mindfulness practices into your daily life is both an intentional way of being and a skill of paying attention in the moment to whatever shows up without trying to change anything. It means letting your emotions, sensations, thoughts, images, and memories simply be, even if those feelings are anxiety, sadness, or distress. So mindfulness is not an emotional vacuum. And using it to get rid of an emotion, to control a distressing moment, defeats the purpose of it. Another question I hear a lot is if mindfulness only works when you are relaxed. In a world that moves super fast and reality changes in the blink of an eye, of course you want to be a hassle-free, stress-free and as calm as possible. Of course you want to be relaxed. It's understandable that anything that may look like it could give us a sense of peace is very attractive to us. Let me break the news to you. Mindfulness is not about being relaxed and it's not about being mellow yellow. That's not the purpose of it. And if that's your goal, it will defeat mindfulness core function, which is to pay attention to the moment as it is. Are you relaxed all the times? Quite likely not. I'm certainly not. We are all wired to experience all types of feelings, sensations, and urges, and being relaxed is just one emotional state. Here is another question that a friend of mine asked me hundreds of years ago. Can you mindfully murder someone? We were chatting about all types of things in the coffee shop and in the middle of this conversation about the mindfulness revolution, my friend asked me, Patricia, can you kill someone mindfully? Well, here's my response. If mindfulness is about paying attention with intention and purpose, then yes, technically, you can mindfully murder someone. 
But would you really like your life to be about murdering with intent? Is mindfulness only about attentional training or is it also related to consciously pausing in learning to pay attention to why we do what we do? In my opinion, mindfulness is about stepping back and checking how we want to live our life and checking what's the driver behind every single action we take. Another question that people ask me is whether mindfulness and meditation are the same thing. I think we could spend hundreds of hours discussing and reviewing this, but here's my short response. Mindfulness is an umbrella and meditation is a type of mindfulness under it. The reason why I wanted to chat about mindfulness is because we all are wired to experience all types of emotions, to have all types of thoughts, and sometimes some of those emotions, some of those thoughts are more distressing than others, and it's easy to get trapped by them. So I think that learning to observe when we are being consumed by these thoughts or by these feelings is important because then we can choose our behavior and move towards the things that matter to us. I like to talk about mindfulness on the go. The idea here is that you can use your day-to-day activities to choose to pay attention to whatever you are doing. For example, when walking, you can start noticing the weight of your body on your legs, your feet, the movement of your arms, and the pace of your steps. You can check if you are walking slowly or briskly. You can notice the coordination between your legs, arms, and back, and your overall posture. If you're talking, you can notice the position of your tongue when pronouncing different sounds. You can notice any tension on your lips. You can notice the pace of your speech and the rhythm of your communication. When holding your cell phone, which is something we all do a lot, you can take a deep breath and then notice the pressure of your fingers when holding the phone. You can notice whether you are using all your fingers or some of them. You can notice the weight of the phone on your hand. You can check if maybe one finger has more pressure than the others on the phone. You can notice if you place the phone touching your ear or close to your ear. So again, the idea with mindfulness on the go is that you can choose any time to intentionally pay attention to what's happening in your body and to what's happening outside. Another exercise I like to practice is mindful observation. For this exercise, you can use any object that is next to you. And all that you start doing is describing the object with your eyes. You can notice the shape of the object, You can describe the color of the object. You can check if it has a single color or if it has multiple colors. If possible, you can hold the object and notice its weight in your hands. You can even move your arms with it to check if it's heavy or if it's light. You can check if it feels smooth or rough. 
You can check if it's bendable or if it's rigid. You can even try to bring this object closer to your nose and notice any particular smell. And the idea here is that you use your senses to describe any object that is in front of you. You can also notice all the thoughts, memories, images that may come up to you when describing this object. And when noticing those thoughts coming, there is no need to judge them. There is no need to criticize them or criticize yourself. All what you can do is simply say to yourself, here is a thought. Here is a memory. Here is an image. And go back to describe the object. As you can see, practicing mindfulness is something that you can do anytime, anywhere, and whoever you are with. Now, my invitation is that you practice mindfulness exercises in your day-to-day life. You can practice mindfulness when you're drinking your coffee or when you're drinking tea, when you are doing the dishes, when you are talking on the phone, when you're watching your favorite TV show. Your day-to-day activities are the best place for you to start paying attention to what's happening in front of you. You and I can spend hours discussing the benefits of mindfulness. But here's what I can tell you today. Learning to step back from whatever is happening in front of us and choosing how we want to behave and who we want to be in that moment, it's a skill that needs to be developed, practiced and cultivated. It doesn't happen from one day to another day. It happens with practice. And by committing to practice mindfulness on your day-to-day activities, you are building the muscle to step back and you can get better and better at choosing how you want to show up when things get challenging, when things get stressful. I hope you practice mindfulness on the go exercises and I would love to hear from you if you do so. Until next week. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, I will very much appreciate it if you will subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. And if you're feeling extra generous, I welcome a review on Apple Podcasts. Show notes of this episode are in the website playingwithsafe.zone. Make sure to subscribe to my newsletter so you can receive more tips to stop all types of unworkable playing with safe actions. See you soon!